Hello, friends. Thank you so much for joining. We continue the conversation with Jeremy and Johns from the previous week. For those who are joining, probably just for this episode, just a recap. Jeremy and Johns work to empower disempowered. I don't know if there's a word like that, but disenfranchised kids uh, from different backgrounds. Uh, Jeremy is in the U.S. working with New City Kids. Uh, which help with, uh, you know, uh, socioeconomic status, low socioeconomic status kids with out of school programs to empower them to get to college. And uh, John's works with the tribals in India to kind of give them education. And again, you know, set them on the path towards, you know, uh, employment. Uh, so I see both of them in different contexts working towards the same goal is empowering kids to get away from this poverty slash cycle of uh, you know uh, unemployment right and um, also that unemployment leads to different social evils so really uh, giving them what i would call as the escape velocity from this cycle right so enjoy the conversation it is uh, as i mentioned in the previous previous episode you know it's top five for me really enjoy the conversation these two guys I've really enjoyed their friendship as well, and the stuff that they do really, you know, humbles me. It will humble you as well, humble you as well. So, take a listen, and I will talk to you guys at the end of the episode. Yeah. So, you know, as I started think about it, you guys' investment in building, primarily, you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but as I perceive, like building character right and then building skills uh providing them tools to as you said elevate but also compete because you're elevating that they could then find a place in in the context of the world yeah which right which kind of you know which is which is kind of taking them away from the cycle that they are in already, whether it's generational, socioeconomic, whatever that cycle looks like, right? So mm. is that, does that make sense? I mean, John, I don't know if I know you've been there for six, seven years now, right? So how many years? Six, seven yeah, years, yeah. right? Or more, yes, I don't know. Is, yeah. 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 Actually, um, um, you know, I mean, that's quite true. Um, you know, uh, actually, as um, you know, Jeremy also was saying, uh, you know, I think the I think the joy is uh, you know I mean it's at many levels, right? I mean you uh, you know it's not just okay this is just one joy you get you know of being involved here. Uh, you know like like um, you know one issue that we face here socially is uh, you know domestic abuse is very high uh, you know in homes. It's very common uh, in many homes both both parents are alcoholics um mm. you know it's very common here for the you know women also you know to be alcoholics uh, so then so then a lot of children actually come to school for very troubled homes uh, you know so then as you were saying uh, you know jeremy i mean it really helps to know their context yeah uh, you know otherwise it's so easy to judge that okay you know this guy is uh, you know, very violent and harsh and rude. Um, you know, he he doesn't have any social skills that any fools should have had. But then, when you go and understand their context, you really get a sense of 
why he or she is the way uh, you know i mean i mean he is uh, you know you know because they face so much of violence at home you know violence alcoholism and you know first of all they are extremely poor and whatever little money c- c- comes into the house you know the parents will drink um you know i, I mean there have been cases where um you know the i mean you would give them an assignment and you know there are some kids in class who just cannot afford uh you know to i mean these are assignments where you might have to buy something very cheap you know just maybe 5 rupees or 10 rupees but you know they don't have that money unless you meet them after class and tell them that we will give you the money you know they cannot do it some of them uh, and because they live in the villages they live in very small homes it's all a one room thatched huts right uh, you know so so then what happens is you will give them homework and the chap will come next day without having done the homework you know and you will ask them why and they will not say anything they'll just say sorry sir sorry sir and after a few instances then you you know take them aside and try start talking to them that's when you learn that in this one room thatched hut the father will come home in the evening drunk and the parents will be fighting till late in the night the poor chap has no place to sit and do his homework um you know some of them will be forced to do household chores so you know he cannot say no because he'll be I mean, he'll get thrashed up you know he'll get thrashed you know so then you when you understand all these things you learn that okay i mean you know they they really come from very difficult backgrounds and then the joy to see them uh, you know you know in a sense bloom and flourish in school <laughs> you know over the next 5 years you see this person uh you know calm down be more you know, positive and joyful and have some dreams for themselves because if you had asked them earlier they actually don't don't have any dreams you know their only dream is that my you know my dad shouldn't thrash me up in the evening you know that's the only dream he actually has you know then to see them move out of that sphere that yeah i would like to do this or i would like to become a teacher or an engineer or a doctor or a, you know some of them you know want to you know become civil servants and you know c- come back to this place and serve and that's just um, you know even at a very very i mean i mean a very wrong word to use but i can't find any other word you know at a very i mean it's not worldly sense because these are all spiritual you know inputs it's not yeah. worldly to speak of but then but then even if the majority of them don't know the lord you see them you know you know move out of the cycle that they are in sure um, at least the next generation will not be in the same cycle that they were in right i mean so um, much is yeah, i think can be said about like human flourishing as being a, a a good that that god wants us to pursue in the world and and obviously you know yes yes obviously it there's a it's life gains an an additional entirely additional dimension when when we're when we know when we get to know God and and become alive in him but i don't think that undervalues the the importance of human flourishing as as growing um and yep. and, and God i think blessing that yeah i mean uh you know if you think of jesus of what he did you know while he was in the world is um you know he took the invalid or you know he took the handicap he took the ones that had absolutely nothing 
to give them a new dimension, right? Of sight or walking or, you know, sometimes rising from the dead, you know, um, he, 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 he changed the dimensions of how they saw the world. And, um, you and know, so, uh, and so, so often one of those dimensions was, was dignity, right? Restoring mm. the, the dignity of, um, you know, the, the, the woman, the Samaritan mm. woman at the well, um, went from being the outcast to being really the center of the, the revival um, and then having this position of dignity and being the one who knew first who Jesus was and the one who, who then carried the message to, to her, her village or, um, you know, the, the woman who was, who was bleeding, right. Turned from this, you know, a woman who was unclean, who was an inconvenience stopping Jesus on the way to, to heal, you know, to, to heal the daughter of this very important, this very important man, Jairus, um, and and instead Jesus gives the dignity of stopping, of acknowledging her, of 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 letting the entire world freeze just so that he could um, he could you know, restore her. Uh, I think we we see that all throughout Scripture. The 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 value, the premium that Jesus and Jesus puts on 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 the elevation of human dignity for those whom the world has overlooked or trampled upon. I mean, it's, it's in, it's in the Magnificat, right? Like he'll, mm. he'll raise up the low places. He'll, I, I, I can't quote it right. Drop down the, you know, humble the yeah, high yeah. places. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I, and, and I think the theme of the, the old and the new is to go to the ones that are marginalized. Right. And, and we talk of the quartet, we talk of the, the ones that God really, you know, is, never forgets and he asks us <laughs> never to forget as well right in in um in terms of the way we live and the choices that we make and yeah but I, I have a question you know jeremy if you want to respond continue to respond on 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 the cycle piece um or or not but that's okay if you don't want to respond um further you're gonna to have to restate the question. I, I, I sort of got, I sort of got lost for a moment. No, 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 no. It's okay. It's okay. Um, I, I don't know if you want to pursue a little more around that, that escape, that escape velocity that you're creating within mm. individuals to get out of that cycle, right? Um, yeah, I think. I, I think it's. Hmm. One of the one of the statistical cycles that that we can, you know, there's there's a few statistical cycles that that we can observe. Um, you know, one of them is that that there, there's there's um, in terms of educational attainment, there's a strong correlation between the educational attainment of your your parents and your your the flourishing of 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 individuals and their lifetime earnings. There's, there's a pretty strong correlation between those sets of factors. And so, um, you know, public policy experts have kind of pontificated and there's, there's certainly, there's debate about the value of uh, college kind of moving forward um, in, in, in public policy. However, um, th there is, again, there's a pretty strong correlation between the educational attainment of your parents and, you know, your 
you know, statistical likelihood for, for happiness, for, for higher lifetime earnings, for family stability um, in the next generation. So, I mean, w- one of the big focuses historically for New City Kids over the past, uh, I'll say, 15 years has been positioning our high school students, um, over, over 80% of whom come from uh, families in which they will be the first generation to go to college. Um, you know, that, that's been a really intentional focus for us to, to open, open doors, to, to clear obstacles and to partner with our students in a way that we just, we know that their schools in many cases are not, don't have the capacity to do. I think the, um, there's a really personalized level of assistance and support that we give to every student in our, in our program to, to help get them from, you know, from wherever, whatever their academic starting point is to um, being able to not only start, but, you know, kind of get the skills to complete college, um, whether that, whether those skills are, are financial, academic, um, or, or some of that support network that's so critical um, to be able to, uh, to, to complete school, especially for students from that are first generation students, uh, students of color, um, those elements are really critical to, to be able to help students not only begin, but also complete uh, their, their second, uh, you know, uh, college education. Mm. So I think that's one, that's one, uh, certainly one of the, one of the cycles that we believe we're, we're helping to impact. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and in that process, like you guys were saying, the infusion of, you know, deep thought, right uh, which obviously comes from the holy spirit and the word of god um you know in some senses fortifying their their lives right um which is reflected which has a cascading effect you know in the material or in the visceral what you can see yeah right i mean i, th- I think we we invite all of our students to to deepen um, where they are as, as leaders, where they are um, in their relationship with God, um, where they are in relationship to their family, their community. And so I think in each of those areas, um, we're, we're providing the space, the opportunity, the challenge, the invitation, whatever you want to call it, um, to, to deepen their walk with God. Um, to, mm. to whether, whether they're and we and we invite students into our internship from you know from from religious backgrounds from non-religious backgrounds. We have an open invitation. We're we're honest and upfront about who we are. That we're we're faith-based nonprofit. That that um, we're we're Christian. We're going to invite you into conversations about faith. Um, it's not going to determine whether you can work here or not. Um, it it will be at your own pace. But there's going to be a strong culture of invitation and, and conversation about. You know, some of the most important things that, that we can engage about. And what we discover is that, um, that in that posture, there's a lot of students who, who do have a lot of questions or do want to explore and have their own ideas that, and they want to sharpen them or challenge, challenge us, be challenged. It's, it's, and we take that approach to, to, to just about every topic we, we touch, whether it's again, leadership, um, spiritual growth, um, long-term trajectory and, and and how they how they view themselves in their communities. Um, mm. That kind of s- strong invitation, you know, high invitation, high challenge is is maybe one way that you can kind of think about. Mm. It. Mm. Yeah. So 
just a little bit of pivot. Um, so what has the last year been like? So it, it appended the model, right? And, and uh, you know, the pandemic has really um, challenged the way you guys deliver, right? Sure. I don't know, John, if you experienced that as well. You also experienced, I remember having some conversations of how it has really affected the way you do what you have to do, right? Daily. Yeah. Yeah. yeah actually, for us, the pandemic was, uh, I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, in the context of uh, in the people that we work with has been a huge challenge because we live in a place where uh, internet is very, I mean, very, I mean, very erratic. Uh, that is where we stay. Our kids come from the villages where most of the villages don't have internet. Um, you know, so then uh, once the pandemic started and the you know government announced online classes, uh, it was next to impossible for us to you know implement online classes. Then we found out that most parents did not own a smartphone, and many of them couldn't afford smartphones. Uh, you know, so then we had to make arrangements for that. So we asked them to come to school and use the you know, iPads at school to do their online classes. Uh, you know, some parents, uh, you know, somehow managed to, you know, get some cash and bought smartphones. In spite of that, there is no internet in the village, so they have to come out of the village, find a hilltop, you know, near the village, go and sit at the hilltop and do their classes. So it's been a, I mean, quite a challenge to actually do online classes. Then around uh, four months, uh, five months back in January, we started, uh, you know, calling them for, uh, you know, classes, you know, once a week, uh, because the administration, I mean, the, uh, you know, I mean, the, I mean, the, you know, the district administration, they don't allow us to have classes. So we had to, you know, be smarter than them. And you know, so then the, New rules said that you could call a few students for tuitions. Mm. So, so we started calling a few students and had classes for them for three, four hours and called it tuition. So, <laughs> so, so, so that was the, actually, that was the only way we could educate a few children. Uh, I mean, because the problem of uh, online classes is it worked for the older kids. That is from sixth grade onwards, but for the lower—I uh, mean, for the kids who are maybe first grade, second grade—now they don't know how to handle a phone, you know, and their parents have absolutely no idea either. You know? So even if you send them a class, and you can't have live classes, and uh, because if you have a live class, the internet will most probably not work when you are having a live class. So you have to record a class and send it so they can watch when the internet is working for them. Uh, you know, and these recorded classes for lower, for the, for, I mean, for the lower classes, the parents can't help them because parents have absolutely no idea how to use a smartphone. So we really struggled uh, last year. Uh, you know, so we were hoping to start classes this year and then the second wave has hit and we are told most probably at least this calendar year, I don't think we'll be having any classes. Wow. So, so the struggle will be that most of the children till around fourth grade or so 
would have learned hardly anything in the last year year and a half mm. so you guys quite... do you guys have the flexibility to rethink the model maybe you know if they cannot come to school can the school go to them we in cannot because of... we because <clears throat> we are not allowed to gather students anywhere no um, like you know, you know smaller like family rounds i'm like like the doctor going rounds <laughs> in the hospital to no. each bed right so can you no, kind so of then, so then yeah. yeah so so what happens if we may go to the village is that we will cause a gathering Um, you know, because it's not just the student who will come the student's parents grandparents uncle aunt everybody will come to see what you're doing <laughs> so and and it's and it's very offensive to ask them to go away you know it doesn't work like that in their village culture um you know so the only way we can do it and the way we worked around it was to call them three four students at a time to school and we call them thrice a week and you uh, know and they are at school for 3 4 hours uh, we can't keep them at school the whole day because then according to the gagga according to the rules we are holding classes mm. we can only keep them for 3 4 hours which can be called tuition <laughs> uh, you know so you know so that's what we are doing that seems to be working and that's what we will have to do this year also but this year what we are doing is we are uh, you know uh hoping to be a little more um uh, you know little more intentional because last year we were hoping with every month we were hoping maybe classes will start next month maybe classes will start next month you know so we were so we were looking at more of a temporary arrangement but uh, this year what we are doing is classes will open next uh, next month classes will open so so then irrespective of the rules we are planning to make a timetable which we cannot give to the students because if the students get a timetable and if it reaches the hands of the uh you know the i mean the administration i mean the government authorities yeah called as a class uh you know so right. we cannot give them a timetable so so we have created a timetable and they will be called privately their parents will be called and the parents will be told to send the students uh to school you know on these days at this time and we are planning to give them some tuition mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's what we're going Fasc- to do this academic year fascinating so, yeah. and, and i think i remember you know briefly chatting you know, i don't know what context but that has affected the kids right uh, obviously it's effect- the, not just the learning piece but media <laughs> access to media has you know as yes, as opened yes, another yes. you know line for quote and quote corruption right yes 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 a lot of them actually and in our uh, context what happens is the parents cannot do anything they have no idea what the kids are doing mm. so we found out uh, 9 10 year olds who were accessing porn um you know we know now of at least one girl we think is accessing porn um you know so we called the t- i mean uh, so we called the parents and gave them a uh, you know took a session for them uh, you know but they themselves told us at the end of the session that all this is fine but we have no clue what to do you know we have absolutely no idea what to do mm-hmm. um, uh, mm-hmm. so which is an added challenge 
because now you have kids who earlier did not have access to the devices so now because we are all depraved so to speak uh, you know they just go and tell their parents we've got classes and they'll take the phone and uh, they are into all kinds of stuff i mean um, you know and they were supposedly doing their online classes but these are kids who will not submit any assignments when you speak to them they haven't done the class they haven't watched the classes they haven't done anything but if you talk to the parents they say well this chap is on the phone the whole day he says he's doing classes um you know so 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 it's quite a struggle if at least the parents had some knowledge and they could put some um you know filters and some stuff like that you know it would have been helpful but but in our context that's impossible so yeah it's I'm crazy thinking, yeah yeah it's double whammy right the kids are not coming to school and the kids are getting the wrong stuff right uh, when they are yes. at home and, right yes added to all this the these parents who cannot afford most of the things in life now have to spend uh, mm. 300 200 300 rupees every month on internet for the for the children some of them have told us i we cannot afford it we are sorry we cannot afford it there we what's it what's it been for you guys uh, similar challenges right just everything remote yeah there's i mean for certainly from from march 2020 um through through june 2020 um we we quickly reimagined what new city kids could look like um kind of existing in in the new reality and so moved to you know, many of the we our after school program was certainly harder to transition online um our our, our internship program with our high school students was was it, it turned out much easier we were able to still find ways of meaningfully keeping our teams employed uh Of, of giving them opportunities to to earn money and in some cases uh some of our high school students were the only wage earners in their family during that mm-hmm. during that point um certainly not all but 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 in in a number of cases um and i i think given that it's definitely lonely a lonely season for for many of our for many of our families or children our teens um I will say that if it, perhaps not advantage but but one one side benefit of of our of our in our context our high school students spending so much time on their phones uh is that it, they their a lot of their social lives were able to continue in a more normal rhythm uh than than it was for for children or even for for their for their parents um and we did a lot we did a lot of work to to keep the relational continuity going with 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 children with families occasionally you know finding what resources we could connect them with we were able to provide micro grants through a a local foundation um that partnered with us to distribute funds to to families and so those first few months um we really reimagined our our entire deli- our delivery model to to be all online um in in the coming months over the course of the summer and into the school year uh began doing a lot more in person programming um in you know with social distancing uh 
a lot of it outdoors. We were able to, um, to, to use the summer months of providing a little bit of a reprieve so that we could gather in, in parks and provide in-person uh, programming for, for small groups of children. It was really beautiful to be able to do some of that again. And to this school year, each of our teams um, across our different sites and cities uh, excuse me. Whew. It's a sneeze that never came. Um, <laughs> uh, figured out how to adapt the, the core of what New City Kids does um, to to respond to the different needs in their communities. One of the one of the common threads <clears throat> that that our teams pulled pulled at in, in each of their communities was because of the school shutdown uh, one of the biggest needs for families became childcare during the day um, and so if, if we're really believing that that we can partner with families and support some of their biggest most critical needs in long-term relationship um, then enabling family finding creative ways in which we can support the family's ability to to earn money um, was was really critical and so you know our our, our grand rapids team um kind of took took the lead on this and, and converted their their entire building into a sort of a day school where they you know, took took as many students as they could have you know within with social social distancing and welcomed children who who's who otherwise wouldn't have child care um to to do all their you know quote unquote remote instruction in, in our facility where we were able to provide computers, supervision, meals, internet, um, and, and kind of appropriately supervising distance social time uh, to try to create as much normalcy as possible. And in the process, enable their families to go earn, um, earn, earn, earn through their jobs. Um, and, and a lot of our teams did had similar initiatives um, in in their in their own location um, so whether in detroit where we ran an after school center um, in patterson where we did a remote learning center for for students um, and similarly to to what our team in grand rapids did uh, started that in, in january um, and then our, our jersey city team did different pods in the communities and a learning center for for high school students and an incredible reading program that was staffed by volunteers i mean we, we had we had a hundred students two to three times a week logging on to spend uh, you know, a few hours with volunteers to, to keep ahead on their, uh, on their reading development. Um, it just was, was pretty, pretty cool to watch how our teams were able to take the core of what we do, the, the core principles that are activated in our standard and traditional programming and apply them to this very new situation um, where we're all sorts of new constraints, uh, and also opportunities to, to, to do good and to be a support to families, to invite them uh, to, to develop. Right. <clears throat> it is um, pivoting, right? Um, I sent you guys, uh, you know, something on chat. So take a look at that. Um, I don't know if you guys follow Andy Crouch. Um, maybe John, do you know Andy? Um, you, Jeremy, you like, you know Andy Crouch as well, right? So <clears throat> um, those guys are fantastic. Uh, practice labs, um, just rethinking um, how to pivot organizations. They have very, very good material, um, you know, to kind of really give you some strategic input in terms of how you're thinking. And if you can, uh, I'm sure 
you both can influence the thinking because the there's going to be new ways of working. There's there's no doubt about it, right? Going forward until we get to some kind of normalcy, um, this will be you know this will be good resource if you guys can plug in. That'll be helpful. Yeah, they come up with some fantastic stuff. You, you should read it. You will enjoy. Yeah, I'll check uh, it out. Thank you. Yeah, yeah reading yeah. through this, it's a very redemptive. Their, their podcast is called Redemptive Edge <laughs> and uh, very, very focused on the word of God. And their models are all based on the word of God, which is fantastic. Yeah. <clears throat> I know we, we're up against time. We've got seven minutes, right? I know you got to go, right? John's uh, 10, you know, mm-hmm. got 7.55, you got to head out. So in the last seven minutes or five minutes, maybe, you know, um, what, what's on your heart? You know, in the season, uh, as you look forward, you know, the second half of this year, what, what's what's on your heart if you if you were to think about it? I mean, uh, I mean, we ask me. Yeah, both of you. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think from the school's viewpoint, uh, we would like things to come back to normalcy soon. Um, because as I said, because internet is unavailable for most, most students, uh, doing anything online becomes quite a challenge. So that's, that's something that we are really hoping. If not, then as you said, uh, you know, we, we are hoping that the government will allow us to you know, do what we've planned. Uh, that's that's something that you know I'm really hoping you know, will will happen. Uh, on the other side, I'm uh, hoping that we'll get you know because I mean, I mean if classes are not going on, that means the students have more time on their hands. Uh, you know, so I'm hoping to be able to you know you know spend more time with you know with the boys, uh, you know, and to be able to I mean just I mean. In general, talk to them about life, uh, you know, and you know, and you know, help them, you know, generate an interest in the Lord. Uh, so, yeah, at a very simple level, yeah, I mean, that 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 would be what I'm looking forward to this year. So. <laughs> and uh, George, vaccinations are far away for you guys uh, from a administration uh, standpoint. Yes, for the um, for the. 45 plus, they did give vaccines. I don't know how many of them got, but because we live in a hospital, uh, in a community, all the all the hospital staff and the community staff, because they go out into the villages, so they were all vaccinated. Uh, now we are out of vaccinations. So we just have to wait till whenever vaccinations come. So the cases are on the increase over here. So for the first wave also, we noticed that the, we hit the peak over here around a month or two, I mean, almost two months after the you know, peak in the, you know, you know, the country. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, so we've been seeing an increase in the number of cases over here. So that will be something to keep in mind and keep in prayer because uh, healthcare facilities is almost nil over here. Mm. So if there is a you know large outbreak, there is uh, 
I mean, we are a very small hospital. We are a 40-bedded hospital. Um, no ventilators, no oxygen concentrators. Um, you know, so if there is a large outbreak, then uh, then there's nothing we can do. So we can only trust God. Mm. So you know, yeah. So you can, yeah, keep that also in mind and you know, and pray. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but vaccinations wise, we don't know. We just have to trust God. So, mm. as of as of now, the and the Lord is our vaccination. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Jeremy, how about you? I think as we as we think about this next season, you know, we're, we and enter maybe what, what you know for for us we've been calling you know, COVID, thinking about as COVID recovery, it's, it's so clear that, that our ministry has, it's going to be able to step into a really important place in, in the communities in which we serve. Our students have been um, largely isolated. Um, they've, there's been an incredible amount of, of learning opportunities lost. Um, the, the learning gap um, between, uh, you know, by, by the most, uh, has, has grown significantly. Um, and the, you know, mo- the most underprivileged or under-resourced communities have been hardest hit. Um, students have, there's a, you know, sort of an epidemic or, or cr- at least a crisis of, of mental health, um, among, among particularly, um, you know, teenagers that, that, that's been recorded, um, in across across the United States, and and so we we really believe that the the, the work that the New City Kids does is going to be able to to respond to to those COVID recovery needs. You know, we're we're going to be inviting students into community to spend time uh, with one another to reestablish those key key relationships that have been that students have been isolated from in, for much of this past year. Um, or past year and a half, um, will be part of the the picture in in re in, in allowing students to continue gaining job skills um, and prepare for prepare for their next step into college and career uh, to to continue partnering with families to enable them to to earn a living and to to work by providing reliable and consistent and high quality childcare. Uh, I think that you know we, we've got our work cut out for us, um, and, and we're you know in this season we're we're accelerating our growth. We, we're opening two additional sites: um, a second site in Patterson, a, a third site in Jersey City. Um, we've we've piloted uh, during the pandemic. We we piloted a site in Detroit, and we're going to kick off our first full year there in September as well. And so we we see a huge need for the kind of work we do, um, and and. Yeah, we're we're excited to 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 keep growing and uh, hope hope that you know the the work that that we're doing to prepare for this next season will help us respond to, to the challenges and opportunities that that our communities are facing. Cool, good. So I have more questions, which obviously we don't have time for right now. Maybe at some point we can gather back again, right? You know, in some time, whenever you guys have uh, have time over the year, maybe by before the end of this year. But let me pray for you both, um, you know, as we end, and uh, I'll be brief, 
I know, John, you got you got a scoot. Heavenly Father, thank you for your son, the greatest gift that the world has ever witnessed, undeserved. Uh, through your grace and your mercy, you have given us your son and uh, you, uh, Jesus Christ, our Lord, you cared for the world like no other human being has ever cared. Uh, whether for your family that you work for over 30 years or you live for 30 years and for the world, uh, for the broken. And as Jeremy mentioned, to restore the dignity of the marginalized. And Holy Spirit, you, you have um, inspired John's and Jeremy to get after uh, your heart, which is to care for the poor, care for the fatherless or the orphans, care for the uh, immigrant and care for the widow, widows. And um, we pray that you will give them uh, energy, enthusiasm, stamina, mental fortitude, and um, just an overflowing sense of love, joy, and peace as they enter this new season. And we pray that give them bright ideas and power to execute and implement and wade through and navigate through change, changing circumstance by the hour, by the day, by the weeks, months ahead. Give them supernatural strength and supernatural energy and supernatural vision to see beyond, but also executing today. So send them with your blessing, Lord. It's a, it's a blessing to serve you. And we pray that your, um, your um, name would be glorified and name will be manifested to the ones that they touch. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you both. You know, thank you so much. Thank I know you. it's late for you. Jeremy and uh, John's it's it's early for you <laughs> yeah if we do this next time I'll, I'll get up early John's you stay up late <laughs> <laughs> I know I only I, I, I actually owe you that <laughs> no all good all good uh, I, this, this ended up working out great I'm glad we could do it yeah. but I do have Thank to say I, I, I fact checked myself and I misquoted the Magnificat terribly there's nothing about hills and valleys. It's uh, he has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. Yeah. Um, yeah. Powerful stuff. Yeah. 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 Powerful. Powerful. Yeah. All right, my friends. Thank you so much. And uh, I will thank see you. you guys very, very soon. Yeah. Hey, thank you Bless so much. Thank John's you. wonderful to meet yeah. you, Don. Good to see you. Yes. You Good to see you as well. Yeah. Okay. Bye bye. Right. Love the family. Okay. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Thank you, friends. That is a wrap for the last couple of weeks that we've been talking to Jeremy and John's. It was wonderful for me as a blessing. Top five, as I mentioned, conversations that I've had and um, hopefully an encouragement to you really urges us to action and shows us how, you know, people are making sacrificial living and how they want to affect kids' lives. And there's nothing better than 
passing that on to our future generations, making an impact, giving them the um, competence to be able to escape from certain cycles, whether it's poverty or socioeconomic status or privilege or, you know, doing uh, or, or being a graduate, you know, from you know, from your family that others have never been. So whatever be that milestone for those kids really is a blessing. Hopefully you enjoy the conversation. If you want to get in touch with us, you want to respond to us, please do that. Go to our website. It's www.sharethewell.community. Or you can leave us a comment on the podcast um, you know, platforms that you use, uh, whatever be it. Or just enjoy the conversation, as I always say. And uh, pass it on to somebody if you think uh, somebody else would enjoy this conversation or listen to this. Thank you. Have a great weekend. And God bless you.